Hi, and welcome everyone to the Full Funnel Marketing Podcast, the podcast about how to build and optimize your digital marketing. Today's hosts are me, Johan Lidner, and Jonas Hogsarbjörn-Tildersson, and we come from Keywordio, the Full Funnel Marketing Agency. So, Johan, what's the topic for today's episode? Today's topic is meta, and we'll focus on how to maximize the whole day performance with the best practices. Cool. And... Uh, I am um, extra happy to to sit here in the studio today with, with you because you were invited by Facebook and Meta to the big holiday peak season event that they had last week in, in Stockholm, both for enterprise customers and also for the SMB segment. Yeah, I know you have a lot of great insights from from that, but do you have any any fun facts or anything you would like to, to share just straight from that? Well, yeah, it was... Super exciting event. I met a lot of really interesting big and also like smaller companies. So in the morning, it was more for the enterprise, uh, like uh, larger uh, type of uh, companies. And in the mo- afternoon, it was more for the smaller companies that kind uh, of get to start a little bit more on uh, Meta's platform. So it was fun to see a couple of different experiences. And uh, another speaker who was there was uh, the cosmetic brand Kaya, which was very interesting to hear about their uh, Black Friday from last year. But um, Great. And you were invited because uh, you have been the lead uh, working very close to, to Houdini. Can you tell us a bit about, about them and, and the collaboration? Yeah, of course. So uh, I worked with Houdini basically since they joined us as a client. I think it was like two and a half years ago. And uh, we've been running their uh, full funnel uh, since ever since, basically. But we started out with uh, Google and uh, Facebook. And I started to lead on Facebook and been growing them ever since, basically, and building out funnels, coming up with new ideas. And uh, for this event, uh, I highlighted one of the ideas that we uh, helped them with. So uh, you will hear about this uh, a bit later. Great, great. But then let's uh, dig into to the topics that we picked out from from the event that we think is important to share here in the in the podcast. So, for example, I I meet a lot of big clients. Uh, and quite big meta accounts. And many times I see that the accounts are, I mean, they have been transforming over the years. It has been changing and the structure is a bit unclear. What would you say is today's best practice for set the account structure in, in a meta account? No, I totally agree with you. And uh, it will be quite difficult to keep track of all the data if you have like thousand different campaigns with like even like 2000 ad sets and um, even more ads. So what Meta have actually recommend, and I've been doing this actually since I started with Meta, was to keep a very simple uh, account structure. So focus to have like maybe one campaign per campaign goal. So if your campaign goal is conversion, you have one campaign for that and another one for reach, maybe another one for uh, leads, another one for video views as an example. And within those campaigns, you can do all the A-B testing and uh, and that. So, for example, in the conversion campaign, you can test uh, different ages or image versus videos or demographics, interest, uh, you name it. But it will be a lot easier to just go and sh- see like what actually worked and what didn't work because you will have a better structure that is more simple. Meta, as you said during this event, that uh, have around maximum five campaigns. And then like around the same per uh, ad group and keep three to five uh, ads per ad set as well. And when that 
is easier for you as a marketeer. But also if your coworker want to dive into the account, they will understand uh, the settings a little bit better than if it was a massive account with heaps of different shorters and short terms and yeah, you name it, you've probably seen it. Like the LTV and the FPV and the, yeah, all of the different names. So it's yeah, quite fun. But then also just to, to simplify as well. So, so pretty much structuring the account according to building a full funnel. So you, you work, you start with where you have sort of the retargeting or, or the conversion layer, and then you have probably a prospection layer. Uh, maybe you have a branding layer on top of that. And then based on that, you have the different campaigns for each layer. Yeah. And you continuously work to improve. Of course, each layer has different metrics that you want to optimize for. And of course, you want to optimize for the whole performance on the whole setup as well. No, that's uh, spot on because for helping the simplification, we want to achieve the full funnel approach uh, to see where in the funnel are the, actually the people. Because some people might be ready to buy on the first time to see your ad, and some people might need to see your ad for over a year before they buy. Mm. So uh, yeah, the structure would also help with that. Yeah. And I think also that this is something that if you, let's say that you would be critical to an approach like this, mm -hmm. that uh, let's say that you hear from, I mean, this comes from many of the big marketing tech companies, like depending on who representative you speak to, yeah. like you should spend more in top funnel. But uh, can you share a bit of, of insights what we have seen when you're really successful building this funnel out? Yeah, of course. So uh, I think if you look back in time, um, you could really see that a lot of the bigger accounts were quite heavy on the conversion uh, objective. Yeah. And that worked really good before the iOS update kind of came because yeah. then you're uh, more limited to the data that uh, received from your pixel. And uh, so we have done a lot of different testing. So if you have, for example, maybe you decrease the spend to maybe like 55% of your overall spend for Meta uh, for the conversion, and then you add in like a, a reach layer um, to kind of mix it out. And then you can also add another like lead generation uh, or video uh, views or maybe both uh, to kind of mix out. Uh, we have seen you reach more people, uh, so you get a lower CPM. Uh, we have driven down the, um, uh, the what's called the CPA, and then we also seen a higher ROAS uh, and more revenue uh, with the, the full funnel approach. Uh, and we've done a lot of testing with it, and so far it works pretty good. But all accounts are different, so yeah, it's no set formula. But, uh, yeah, and it's also like uh, you know the test that you did for three years ago saying that it works the same today, that is not going to be the case, right? Because that's always, there's a new setting, you have new new landscape that you need to adapt to. So so that's for sure. When it comes to automation, I, I also see that, for example, also just looking at comparison, for example, on Google, of course, Performance Max is, is really taking up most of the spend if you are a big e-com company. It has taken over pretty much everything in there. And uh, Meta is also having sort of the same approach with the Advantage Plus uh, setup. What do, what do you see is important here to, to really make sure you, you maximize the performance on an Advantage Plus campaign? So I think uh, test, like do a lot of testing. And if you ask uh, account manager Meta, <laughs> uh, they probably tell you to put all the money into the Advantage Shopping campaign. 
I would probably don't recommend that uh, to begin with, but um, I think what we've seen work pretty good uh, because it's a new type of campaign. Uh, you want to test it out bit by bit. So a good case that we have done is um, we're taking the best conversion ads uh, for uh, like conversion, top funnel, bottom funnel, uh, catalogs, video, images, etc. And we put like the winning creatives into the advanced shopping campaign. Uh, and then you can scale it pretty good, especially now for the holiday season um, within the advanced shopping campaign, because you already know that these creatives have worked uh, in the past. So that's uh, what I would recommend, especially now for the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, so don't put all your money on it, but uh, when you see it works, uh, good idea to increase the spend uh, to uh, see the great result and the revenue roll in. Yeah. And also, if you look at, for example, Performance Max again, feed is super important. And also how to optimize what products, what part of the sort will you put in? Uh, how do you see that for, for Advantage Plus? Like, how should you work with actually understanding it and, and optimizing it? I think the, the feed uh, is super important for uh, Advantage uh, Shopping because, of course, you can swap the different feeds. If I would run shorts in the winter, probably not so relevant. Uh, so you maybe want to focus more on the fall products or in the winter products, especially now when the winter's approaching. Maybe not today, but uh, in a month or two, you will definitely have the winter vibes. So update your feed with products. And then um, with the feed management, you can also see the, the match rates because you want to achieve at least 95% match rate uh, with your pixel and your catalogs for uh, especially advantage shopping to do its best job. Yeah. Um, so really have the, the assortment understanding, understand sort of what is, what is working, what is not working, and also pushing the right categories, brands or, or products. Um, and then data quality, like you said, uh, match rate is, of course, super important that you make sure that you feed it with the right quality uh, data. And it's actually quite common that we see that this is not actually set up in a even okay way in many accounts. No, that's uh, usually pretty poor uh, setup. And uh, we also see quite many uh, accounts that don't have commercial API, mm. which is actually becoming a very important dominator for um, the success of Meta. Uh, like before, like example, uh, we had one client that did not have a commercial API until I think it was like mid-Jill. And basically since the iOS update came out, uh, the Facebook performers have been not as strong as Google, uh, but since they implemented the commercial API, the Facebook performers have increased and are now on the same level as the Google and we see more accounts where it's actually catching up to um, to where it was. Uh, so if you really want to have good success during the holiday season, I think uh, make sure you have the commercial API ready because it will give Facebook a lot more data to work with and then their AI can do its best job. Yeah. And what types of uh, micro conversions do you think are important to also you know, keep an eye on so you see that you're doing progress? Well, of course, uh, add to carts and view content. And uh, I remember uh, one client who added the commercial API last uh, Black Friday. Uh, if they wouldn't have it, they will lost out on, I think it was like 35,000 website visitors one day because, or viewing products, 
uh, because that was added to like the, the commercial API extra. And 35,000 clicks is quite a lot of money that you can retarget later on. So yeah, if you want to also make sure you don't spend too much money, this is where you can earn a little bit uh, some extra. Yeah, great, great. So um, you had a specific session just focusing on, on how the collaborations with Udini has been working and also what we what we did. But before we dive into that, can you just tell the short story about Houdini and, and their journey and where they where they are right now? Yeah, of course. So for you who doesn't know, uh, Houdini is an outdoor brand that uh, focuses on uh, sustainable living. And so, and most of that, like I say, brand of voice is very stylish. You don't supposed to stick out and uh, it's going to be very clean uh, images. Uh, and that might not be the best when you're running ads because you want to kind of stick out a little bit from the flow. And uh, let's take as an example. So last year I was in Italy ski uh, and uh, my ski uh, outfit is uh, like a jacket and pants in navy blue. Um, and a couple of people asked me like, oh, just a nice dress. Like, uh, where did you buy it? Or what's the brand? They didn't see any branding because the logos were like on the side of the, of the stomach uh, or like hidden uh, pretty well. And it was also the same color as the, the jacket. So it was pretty difficult to see what uh, brand it is. And uh, I think that is the, the key. So they want to keep it clean, not stick out, not to kind of scream Houdini like straight on the chest. Uh, and that's what we have tried to experiment with uh, different colors. So every season, uh, Houdini comes out with a, a new color. Uh, and last winter it was uh, orange. Uh, this year it'll be a different one, but uh, yeah, you will keep an eye out for the ads and you will see what color it will be. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty bright one. <laughs> I look forward to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the test, what we did or been doing for them uh, every year and all the time is basically we're running like around four to five ads at the same time. And one of the ads will be kind of this uh, year's color. So last uh, ski season, uh, we did uh, a test where one of the creatives or one of the skiers had an orange uh, ski outfit instead of like maybe the white or the black uh, kind of sticking out. And we saw for this result um, like a 15% lower uh, CPA and we saw significantly more uh, purchases and we reached m way more people with the one who was a little bit more colorful, but we still kept the same brand voice for Houdini and the uh, same like images, type of images, nature, everything was like the same in the message. The only difference was, what's the different ski outfit of one of the ski jackets for, the, for an example. And I know you have been uh, a victim of that uh, one yes. as well, right, Jonas? <laughs> yeah, it's actually fun because when you tell the story, I really feel the same uh, because I was looking at their uh, running jacket for, for Pace, it's called. And I can really recommend everyone, for example, everyone in Stockholm, you should really visit uh, Houdini's new store on Kungsgatan. It's a super nice store and uh, yeah, it's great. So I was looking at the Houdini paste jacket and what caught my attention was the orange one. And then when I went to the store, I started looking around and then in the end, I took the decision to, to buy the, the green one instead. And I'm super happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but it really grabbed my attention with the orange. And I really saw that that was the one I'm, I'm going to buy when I walk to the store. But in the end, it didn't turn out like that. So so uh, I can definitely buy into 
highlight product, work with a highlighted color and be smart with, with how you run the tests on the creatives. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be the, the product that you show that you in the end end right. up buying. No, exactly. And uh, you can run these tests in like all different formats, like the images, the videos, collections. And I highly recommend you use all of them. But uh, w if you would have to choose one that you really want, like if you put all the money into one creatives, I highly recommend the video ads because it gives you so much better um, retargeting options. Yeah. So an image, for example, if they click the image, come to your website and they choose to opt out, you lost them there. But if you have a video ad that do the same type of actions, you still can create an audience within Facebook of people who watch like 25, 50% or 90% or even like 5% of the video. And that people can't opt out from. And you can also, based on that, see how the retention of the video is. Like if you do a one minute video, why is people watching till the end or maybe only 5%? So you can get feedback on your creatives that way as well. So. If you don't have video ads, that's something I highly recommend you start doing and you can use it for like all the different platforms. So like um, placement, I mean, uh, so like um, like the reels or the stories or feeds as an example. Yeah, and I think that's a great example because I think many people doesn't remember that retargeting is not only retargeting people that have visited the page, right? I mean, no. Doing retargeting based on video views and also it's a, it's a very efficient way to build a more engaged audience for the the Black Black Week uh, session, for example. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be lower cost, and and you can select how many how many percentage of the video you want to retarget. So that's going to be a smart way to to collect and build your audience for for this year's holiday season for for sure. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to to the full funnel approach for for it. Um, why do you think it's important to work with a full funnel approach before Black Week? I think uh, there are quite a few aspects that you can uh, take as an example. Of course, uh, you should use email marketing, and then it's a great way to collect leads on, on Meta. And uh, if you are telling your audience that you're going to have a Black uh, Friday or Black Week uh, sale, uh, and maybe you are like teasing them that you, uh, the subscribers will have uh, early access or something like that, like an hour early or, or use a little teaser. Uh, it usually gives them a very high chance to sign up. And those people you will have in your CRM system forever and you will send out the emails, but uh, you will also get uh, one more audience on Facebook that you can target down the line. Uh, so I think it's really good to start with the lead ad. Uh, and usually prior to Black Friday, the lead ads, I have seen it drop by around like 80% of cost per lead compared to uh, non-normal season business as usual. And of course, you want to build the, like the red thread. So you put everything uh, together. So you maybe do the first teaser uh, that you're going to have a sale with one type of creatives. And then you maybe can keep the same video or image, but you change the copy and the, uh, the, the text in the image or video uh, during Black Week. So people feel that they kind of recognize what they've seen before. And, and so I think that's a really good one to, to see. Um, and also like keep track of your results from previous year, like either in your um, like backend system or even on Meta, like 
you can see that a lot of people are planning ahead for Black Week, that they might uh, do the wish list or add to carts. Uh, so uh, if you haven't, go back to your previous year and see if the add to carts are more or less during Black Friday. And then you can figure out why maybe purchases would be more than the add to carts on Black Friday. Uh, but that's, I guess, all clients are different. But we have seen uh, that uh, from time to time that people are maybe already in the beginning of November starting to add to cart. Uh, and then when Black Friday comes, they keep uh, purchasing. And then we see a lower add to cart and purchase, which is quite rare. Mm-hmm. So, so doing that analysis, like going into Ads Manager, look at your last year data, make sure to get some of those key micro conversions in, like add to cart. And probably you will see that that the ratio between purchases and add to cart is dropping during the black week because people has already built up the cart, built exactly. up the wish list. So they just go in and make the purchase. And if you like plan ahead and uh, like to have it structured, use uh, a dashboard mm. to see this, have like a Black Friday uh, page. Yep. Then you can go back every year and you can add all the important values. Uh, and uh, yeah, what, uh, what tools do we use, Jonas, for getting back the, to the dashboard and uh, see the data? Yeah, uh, we, we, use, um, we use Funnel.io in some examples. Uh, we also have our own software, uh, AdHelp.io, that we, we use. Uh, and I think, I think identifying these lead indicators of success, like micro-conversions, like add-to-cart, tracking them, pacing them year over year, specifically when you get into a season like the Black Week, you need to see before you go in, so you know, like, does it look promising or do we need to change anything here? Mm-hmm. And also make sure that the, the, the audience is, is built up as much as possible. For example, with video views, so we can be really efficient exactly. during the, the, the time. So that's what, what I would say. Do you have anything you would like to add on that or what would you say? No, kind of spot on. So it's a great way to keep all your data organized as a full funnel approach because otherwise you need to go into Facebook or Google or TikTok or Pinterest. And with this, you can keep everything in one place. Yeah. So it's a yeah, great way to uh, tailor all data into one. Yeah. And I would say depending on, let's say that you run multiple sites, multiple countries, then of course it makes sense to have sort of the, the country breakdown, site breakdown and uh, different uh, easy access uh, analysis for it. Yeah. So do you have any other tips and tricks to sort of early access programs, lead generation or or lead magnets that, that you would like to push for to do smart things with before? Uh, nice. Do a lot of A-B testing. Mm-hmm. Make sure the creators are ready and approved when Black Friday comes. Yeah. Uh, so you don't uh, publish them or have them ready the Friday before mm-hmm. because the um, review time will also be a lot longer uh, during uh, Black Week. So have your creatives ready as soon as possible um, and also know or have a pretty good idea of what will work and what will not work uh, to do the testing now before. Yep. So I think that's a good way to finish off uh, what to know, do before the, the holiday season. Yeah, And I think a couple of things, now this is a topic on, on Meta, but when you talk about the full funnel, we also talk about a lot with the media mix, right? Exactly. And I know that you have seen a lot of really promising uh, results from Pinterest, uh, 
also seen for, for TikTok to really start running that as a performance channel in par and even on some companies, it's even higher than, than Meta right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Can you just briefly cover that as well as important channels in the media mix? Yeah, like Pinterest, super easy to trans transition into mm -hmm. because you can basically use the same image as you use for Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Uh, and we've seen like a really good ROAS and uh, conversion rate on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So, and it's quite easy to set up. Uh, we also have a really good partnership with Pinterest. Uh, we'd offer like 15% off on the ad spend that's are during the holiday season. So that's a, a really good one. Yes. Otherwise, TikTok, uh, extremely good for branding. Uh, if you have a low budget, if you want to invest a bit more, we've seen actually TikTok in some cases outperform Facebook. Uh, so it's yeah worth doing a test, but you need a little bit more creatives and videos in that case. So if you have a good video content team, or if you need help with it, we can help you out. But um, yeah, for TikTok, you need a bit of videos for it to work really, and maybe a bit more money to invest if you want to see it a conversion platform. Yeah. Great. So let's uh, wrap up. So, um, you know, this was interesting. How can I get access to the content that we spoke about today? So you will find everything in the show notes. Uh, so either it's a slide deck or if it's an um, article uh, or a blog post, uh, just check out the show notes and uh, you will find everything there. Yeah. And for this episode, we have uh, the show note with the slides from the holiday um, event. Yeah. And we also have some of your slides specifically with, with Houdini as well. And of course, checking things out that are available uh, on uh, Meta's head library yeah. and uh, try to spot the new highlight color that is coming. Exactly. And then uh, if you need help with your ads, uh, how do you get in contact with us, Jonas? You can reach out to, to me and you one on, on LinkedIn, or you can just drop us an, an email here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And we also appreciate if you review this podcast. Awesome. But uh, thank you so much and see you on the next one. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.